0: Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 658 for release on Sunday, October 3rd, 2021. On WaveScan today, Adventist World Radio celebrates 50 years of A new book about vintage QSL cards. WHRI is for sale again at our Japan DX Report. It was on Friday evening, October 1st, 1971, that the first shortwave broadcast from Adventist World Radio, AWR, was beamed towards Eastern Europe from a 250-kilowatt Marconi transmitter at Radio Trans Europe in Sines, Portugal. That was the beginning, and Friday, October 1st, 2021, was the 50th anniversary of that now-historic introductory broadcast from what was then an important shortwave station that now no longer exists. In that earlier era, there were three major units of Adventist World Radio, though initially each facility was operating independently. AWR Europe was inaugurated via the German Deutsche Welle relay station at Sinez in Portugal back in 1971. The original AWR Asia was on the air from the shortwave transmitters of the Sri Lanka Broadcasting Corporation at Akala, a dozen miles north of Colombo, and it was officially recognized as an AWR unit five years later. Then, in 1991, the AWR unit in Latin America procured the shortwave station at Cahuita in Costa Rica that was previously operated by the American government as Radio Impacto. We go way back now, before the beginning. Here's Ray Robinson.
1: Thanks, Jeff. The earliest attempted foray into shortwave broadcasting on the part of the Seventh-day Adventist denomination occurred in March 1928, when John Fetzer lodged a request with the newly established Federal Radio Commission in Washington DC for a shortwave broadcasting licence. It was Fetzer's intent to co-install a shortwave transmitter with his medium wave station WEMC at what is now Andrews University in Berrien Springs, Michigan. However, Fetzer's shortwave request was denied, and subsequently he bought the wave WEMC and transferred it to Kalamazoo as WKZO. A dozen years later Fetzer also participated in establishing another medium wave station, the fifty kilowatt KXEL on fifteen forty kilohertz in Waterloo, Iowa, a station that's often heard across the Pacific. In nineteen forty two, the legendary Dr. HMS Richards with his Voice of Prophecy radio program was on the air from AFRS shortwave in the United States, and two years later in nineteen forty four, the Australian version was heard from Radio Australia and Shepparton in Victoria. Back during that era, other shortwave stations that carried similar Adventist programming were ETLF in Ethiopia, CR8A in Goa, SLBC in colombo Ceylon, as well as several other shortwave stations in Asia and Latin America. So now let's look at Adventist World Radio Europe. During the year 1968, while serving in Lahore, Pakistan, our Wavescan DX editor Adrian Peterson was invited to serve as an informal advisor to fellow Australian Dr Walter Scragg, who was serving in international radio leadership at the global headquarters of the Adventist denomination in Washington, D.C. It was at this stage that serious planning was underway for establishing a coordinated global radio outreach on shortwave. Three years later, the newly married Alan and Andrea Steele were transferred from specialised FM radio programming in Washington DC to Lisbon in Portugal to head up the inauguration of the new Adventist World Radio, a name that Adrian Peterson had suggested to Walter Scragg. After many weeks of coordination with the main production studios in Paris, France and Darmstadt, Germany – the time had come for the inaugural shortwave broadcast from the fledgling Adventist World Radio. It was Friday evening, October 1st, 1971. In preparation, Alan and Andrea had timed and coordinated all of the programming for the first full week in a special studio of Radio Trans Europe on the top sixth floor of an ornate residential building at 84 Rua Brahmkamp in Lisbon. Then by car they personally delivered the complete set of program tapes, now ready for broadcasting, to the Radio Trans Europe on-air coordinating studio at Sesimbra, some twenty-four miles south of Lisbon. At Sesimbra, all programming was microwave forty miles across Setubal Bay to the shortwave station, which was located near the ocean on Monte Mudo Hill, close to Cape Sinesh. The inaugural AWR broadcast was in the Italian language and it began at 2015 UTC over Transmitter 3, a 250 kilowatt Marconi transmitter at Radio Trans Europe on 9670 kHz. Radio Trans Europe at Sines, in Portugal was established under supervision from Deutsche Welle in Germany. The two original transmitters had been procured initially for installation in a new Deutsche Welle shortwave relay station in El Salvador in Central America. However, when that project was cancelled due to lack of government approval, the two transmitters were instead diverted for insulation at the new Deutsche Welle shortwave station near Sinesh in Portugal. In the 1970s and 1980s, I was living in the UK, and I well remember listening to AWR's World DX News at 9am on Sunday mornings on their rock-solid signal in the 31 meter band. Here's Ron Myers in a clip from 1981.
2: This is AWR, Adventist World Radio, transmitting from Portugal. In the background, authentic music of this beautiful country. Mai is here with you, talking with you from Lisbon. Our transmitters are those of Radio Trans Europe at Scenage, Portugal, not far from Lisbon. Our operating frequency today should be ninety-six sixty-five kilohertz in the 31-meter band shortwave. If you can correctly verify reception of this or any other AWR transmission in Europe, we'd like to send you our QSL card. Write an ask for it at AWR 123 Regent Street, London. Ask to be placed on our permanent mailing list. We'll send you our blue and white AWR pennant. AWR 123 Regent Street, London, W1 England. Now stand by all DXers. World DX News. Today we have the second part of our talk on VHF DXing that we began last Sunday morning. And of course, we'll have some shortwave tips for you as well.
1: Ron Myers there on AWR Europe from CNESH, Portugal in 1981. Sadly, that station was closed 10 years ago in 2011. Now, Adventist World Radio Asia. The first Adventist broadcasts on shortwave in southern Asia were on the air from the original Radio Goa, beginning in April 1950. Six months later, in October 1950, the same programme relay was carried by Radio Ceylon from their shortwave station at Ekela, a dozen miles north of the national capital, Colombo. A quarter of a century later, in 1975, the Peterson family was transferred from Colombo in Sri Lanka to Pune in India, for the purpose of coordinating the Adventist media ministries in the 12 countries of the old British India. At that time, there were more than half a dozen programmes in almost as many languages on the air by shortwave from SLBC ekala most of which were produced in the radio studio at Salisbury Park in Pune, India. A year later, all of the separate radio programming was organised into a combined unit, and on October seventh, 1976, the head office in Washington, D.C. gave formal recognition of the Pune-based radio studio as an AWR unit, AWR Asia. All of the AWR programming that was produced in the Pune studio was broadcast in Sri Lanka on shortwave, mediumwave, and FM. The Ekola shortwave station was closed and abandoned in 2013. And finally, Adventist World Radio Latin America. Back in the earlier radio broadcasting era in Latin America, many medium wave stations also co-installed a shortwave transmitter with their medium wave unit. Likewise, several Adventist radio stations in Latin America also operated on shortwave at least for many years. Back then, for example, there was Union Radio medium wave and shortwave in Guatemala City and Radio Amanesa in the Dominican Republic and Radio Selendin in Peru and Radio Alajuela in Costa Rica. Under the leadership of David Gregory, the Radio Impacto shortwave station at Cahuita on the Caribbean coast was procured in 1991. With studios in Alajuela, the programming of Adventist World Radio Latin America in Spanish and English was carried over their five shortwave transmitters. However, eight years later in 1999, the Cahuita shortwave station was sold off to new owners and then a couple of years later again it was closed. So, in conclusion, it is true all three of the original shortwave stations that were on the air with AWR programming have since been closed. However, the International Shortwave Service of Adventist World Radio lives on with programming produced in more than a 100 languages in almost as many different production studios on six continents. Affiliated with AWR are 1,700 local AM, FM and shortwave stations in a host of different countries on six continents. Subsequent to the story of the AWR shortwave units that were established in Europe, Latin America and Southern Asia, the next AWR shortwave station was KSDA on the island of Guam. That station was again built under the supervision of Dr. Allen and Mrs. Andrea Steele, beginning in 1985, but that's a story for another time. In the meantime, we honour the 50th anniversary of the first shortwave broadcast from Adventist World Radio, which took place over the Deutsche Welle relay station at Sinesh in Portugal on Friday evening, October 1st, 1971. Back to you, Jeff.
0: Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Happy 50th anniversary to AWR. Now we have some news from Jose Jacob of the Indian DX Club International. Jose tells us that All India Radio has decided to convert four primary channel stations in Tamil Nadu and Puducherry to relay stations from October 3, 2021. Henceforth, these five stations will relay programs produced mostly by the Chennai station and may lose their local flavor. The frequencies of the new network are Chennai 720 kHz with 200 kW, Coimbatore 999 kHz with 20 kW, Puducherry 1215 kHz with 20 kW, Madurai on 1269 kHz with 20 kW, Tiruchirappalli on 936 kHz with 100 kW, and Tirunelveli, on 1197 kHz with 20 kW. All these primary channel stations will have a uniform pattern of transmission hours, and regional news and central language bulletins will be merged into a single extended news bulletin, both for morning and evening transmissions. Similar plans were there for other states last year, but those were shelved due to protests. You may have heard that the large shortwave station WHRI in Cypress Creek, South Carolina, was sold a year or so ago to the owner of shortwave station WBCQ in Maine. Well, the sale was not approved by the U.S. Federal Communications Commission, so WHRI tells us that the station is for sale again. The station, that is known as WHRI, was originally built by the Christian Science Monitor and the call letters were WSHB. It began operation in 1989 as the World Service of the Christian Science Monitor. When the monitor discontinued its radio service in 2004, the station was sold to Lissie Broadcasting, the owner of WHRI Shortwave in Indiana. Lissie closed WHRI in Indiana and transferred the call letters to the station in South Carolina. But in 2020, Lissie now known as Family Broadcasting Corporation, not to be confused with Family Radio, closed the station and sold it to WBCQ. Anyway, now it's up for sale again. WHRI has two 500-kilowatt shortwave transmitters and one 100-kilowatt transmitter, as well as six curtain antennas. The asking price is $1.5 million, and that includes 380 acres of land, on the Southern South Carolina site. You're listening to Wavescan from Adventist World Radio. I'm sure many of our Wavescan listeners collect or have collected QSL cards from shortwave and other radio stations. If so, you might be interested in a fairly new book called QSL How I Traveled the World and Never Left Home. The author is Ronald W. Kenyon. Ronald is from the state of Kentucky. He spent over half a century living and working in France and Saudi Arabia. He was a freelance photographer and has also worked as a French-English interpreter for the U.S. Department of State and an investigative researcher on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C. Today Ronald lives in West Palm Beach, Florida, just a little over an hour from our studios in Okeechobee. Recently I contacted Ronald by Skype and we had a very interesting conversation. I began by asking him just how he got started in shortwave listening.
3: My shortwave listening days uh, extended over a few years when I was an adolescent in high school in Kentucky. And the way I got into shortwave listening was a transition from stamp collecting. I had been collecting stamps uh, from about uh, the fifth or sixth grade. I don't know what young people are like today, but uh, in my days... Uh, it was a fairly active hobby. But what I want to say about stamp collecting is that it was through that that I actually learned more. I acquired more knowledge through stamp collecting than in the first twelve years of my uh, public school education. And we I did we didn't have bad schools either. I don't want to give that impression. So, but uh, when when I just in those days the, 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 you didn't have FM and we didn't have TV. But we had a big console uh, radio in our living room that played records and you could even record discs with it. It had uh, the AM band and the shortwave bands. So I discovered some of these foreign stations by accident. And then I got hooked. I thought, wait a minute, if I write some of these stations, I can get some stamps. That was the motivation, to get some stamps for my stamp album. So uh, then I got really into it and and started listening to these stations from all over the world. And it was quite normal because I, I knew all about these countries anyway. I knew about them. I knew where their stations were, and I knew their history and their geography and, and their botany and their art and their music. So uh, it was just a, tr- a natural transition. So then, however, I my parents didn't want me to use that uh, set in the living room to here are these silly stations with all the static and all that. And so I I decided to ask them to get me a shortwave radio. I wanted a a halocrafter's radio. And they made, this was the, uh, when I was uh, in junior high school, and they made a deal. They essentially bribed me. They said, well, we will get you this shortwave radio, but you have to go to summer school at the business academy in town and you have to learn to type. You have to learn to touch type. There's no, that's the, They said, it, that's the deal, take it or leave it. And I took it. So I learned how to type 60 words a minute. And then I got my Halocrafters. And uh, where there was a convenient location, we had a spare room over the garage. So I didn't disturb anybody. So that's why I put my radio. That's why I put my uh, long wire antenna. That was my listening post or my radio shack. I don't really want to call it a radio shack. Because I wasn't an amateur, I didn't. I never was interested in uh, in uh, talking. I was interested in listening. So I didn't want to go there. I just wanted to hear these stations all from all over the world and to correspond with them. Well, of course, in those, as you know, uh, in those days, stations many hundreds of stations would acknowledge receipt of one of their uh, transmissions by sending a qsl card
0: that was ronald w kenyon the author of a very nice book called qsl how i traveled the world and never left home it's available for 31 dollars 50 on amazon.com along with other books he has written about france florida the middle east and photography we'll have more of our interview with ronald w kenyon on an upcoming wave scan now it's over to Yuki Tsuji with her Japan DX report.
4: Hello and welcome to the DX report of the month from Japan Shortwave Club, aided by Toshi Otake, and I'm Yuki Tsuji. We have several DX reports from our club members this week. Radio NUG, the voice of National Unity Government of Myanmar via Paochun, Taiwan, was heard on 12000 kHz on September 1st, from the sign-on at 13.30 to the sign-off at the 13.59 UTC in Burmese. SIO rating was 2.52. It signed on with music and ID in English, followed by talk program and recorded messages. Radio Taiwan International was heard on 15320 cohorts on September 5th from 0300 to 0359 UTC in English. SIO rating was 343. ID was given at 0300. Voice of Vietnam was received on 12020 kHz on September 2nd, from 1130 to 1157 UTC in English. SIO rating was 554. ID was given, followed by News Bulletin, Current Affairs, Special Report on the National Day, and Discovery Vietnam. VOA via Philippines was heard on 21600 cohorts on September 4th from 0458 with interval signal to 0515 UTC in Tibetan. SIO rating was 443. ID was given at 0500. Then news started. Radio Vanuatu was heard on 5.040 kilohertz on September 2nd, from 09:12 to 10:05 UTC in Bislama. SIO rating was 353. Talk program and local pop music were broadcast until 10:00. Then news started. ID was given at 09:29 and 09:50. The station signed off at 11:00 after national anthem. All India Radio from Bengaluru was heard on 11560 kHz on September 6, from the sign-on at 1323 to 1400 UTC. SIO rating was 353. News report in English was aired until 1330, then news in English was on the air, but soon the program changed to the news in Dari. Indian folk songs were played at 1352. Voice of the Islamic Republic of Iran was received on 9835 kHz on September 3rd from 1942 to the sign-off at 2019 UTC in English. SIO rating was 353. Commentary was aired. ID was given at 1948, then Koran was broadcast. The station signed off in the middle of the talk. Radio Romania International was heard on 9790 kHz on September 3rd, from 2159 with interval signal to 2256 UTC in English. SIO rating was 443. ID with opening waltz music was given at 2200. BBC via Ascension was heard on 12095 kHz on September 2nd, from 2030 to 2130 UTC in English. SIO rating was 454. News was aired at 2030, followed by news hour at 2032, World News at 2100, and Inquiry at 2106. Finally, Japan Shortwave Club issued QSO cards for the correct reports on our segment of WaveScan program. We are issuing QSO cards by email, to the report sent by email. Our address for your email report is jswcqsllive.jp. I repeat, jswcqsllive.jp. We continue to issue the printed QSL card by the same system as before. Your report should be addressed to jswc.p.o. Box 44 Kamakura which is K-A-M-A-K-U-R-A, Hostel Code 248-8691, Japan. One IOC or two U.S. dollars for return postage will be appreciated. For this edition of the DX Report, we would like to thank Mr. Yoshiaki Hayashi, Mr. Iwao Nagatani, Mr. Motofumi Kai, Mr. Chiaki Shimada, Mr. Kazuaki Oikawa, and Mr. Sakae Onozawa for sharing the information with us. Thank you for listening, and please join us for our next edition of DX Report of Japan Showtime Club. I'm Yukiko Tsuji in Tokyo.
0: Expo 2020, the World's Fair, began in Dubai in the United Arab Emirates on October 1st. It was delayed for one year by the COVID pandemic. This is the theme from the expo 2020 this is our time in english and in arabic thanks for listening to wave scan the international dx program from adventist world radio researched and written in indianapolis by adrian peterson next week the cornwall ship mirage and early marconi wireless station in the Isles of scilly also our philippine dx report and much more Several QSL cards are available for Wavescan. Send your AWR and KSDA reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok, Thailand, and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air, here in the program, they will also verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr dot The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakanong, that's P-R-A-K-A-N, ONG, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. Again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. The email address for other correspondence to Wavescan is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI in Okeechobee, Florida, in the U.S. Until next week, good listening, everyone.